Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Edition of John Party when he was Papa DJ, I'm your kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. How's everybody doing? What's good with your kettle? Doing pretty good. It's almost Seiko. Well, it is Seiko de Mayo Day today, so which is great to hear. Ready to get my cocktail oh, yeah. in. Got a good one tonight. Yep, 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 yep. That's right. Cinco de Mayo, celebrate! Ay, 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 arriba! What's up, Mr. Powell? Not much. It's all good. Cinco de Mayo, Hey. they call it. Papa Didi got his sombrero on. Don't believe that. I ain't good at that. You better rock that sombrero. Ay, chihuahua! But I did have lunch at a Taco Bell. <laughs> That's how you celebrated Cinco de Mayo. Yep. All right. So. And happy Star Wars yesterday. Star Wars Day was Thursday. Happy Star Wars Day to all the Star Wars fans. May the force that's passed be with you. As they say. Okay. I mean, it's a thing. Yeah. People were into it. They got T-shirts and everything. <laughs> May the fourth. Okay. Yep. All right. Where are we starting this evening? What well, you, got for you know, I just want to get y'all opinion on a subject that's uh, pretty popular in Hollywood all the time. I just can't figure out for the life of me why these celebrities. Think they want to keep everything so hush hush, and you know I, they they see the damage of it. You know, it goes back to um, Rihanna and uh, what's that boy's name, Chris Brown. Oh, mm-hmm. you know how they. I don't know. Not so much her, but him. He's trying to keep things on a low and this and that, and he. Ends up beating her up and everything, and now he's broke and she's a billionaire, so go figure that out. Mm. But I'm speaking about uh, Jamie Foxx. You know, nobody is telling you to look at the diagnose sheet of the doctors and read it verbatim to the public. But if you had a medical disposition, if you were concerned about you, they're concerned about you. All this secret stuff, undercover stuff, and nobody knows this is, and nobody knows this is, nobody knows this is. Yeah, but you guys said that Chadwick died of colon cancer. Said openly, boldly, didn't change anything. It gave people awareness of what to do to get a colonoscopy, you know? 
that's true. But, you know, with this situation here, I mean, you already was chasing after, what's her name, ex-wife, what's her name? Uh, uh, what's her name, Tom Cruise's ex-wife? Tom Cruise's ex-wife. I forgot you know, her You're name. sneaking around with her, so that was a secret. And everybody else, you're sneaking around with it. What, what the hell's wrong with your secret-ass life? But then you'll get on TV and you'll talk about all this betting stuff, MGM betting and this betting, and you just advertising this for people to lose their shirt gambling. But you, you know, but otherwise you want to keep your life a secret. But you want to put everybody on front street when it comes to betting the every last penny they got mm-hmm. on sports betting and acting like you and uh, what's the other brother's basketball player, uh, Kevin Kevin Garnett and uh, Kevin Hart. All y'all rich ass Negroes just telling people to just spend all their life savings on betting, and you know, but getting getting off of that subject, but. Damn, we just everybody just concerned what's wrong with you. So maybe somebody could know not to let that happen. And much as you run around, of course you probably had a damn stroke because your ass ain't slowing down for a minute. You should take a lesson from Bernie Mac. Mm. But anyway, what's your opinion on keeping this stuff a secret and all that? When people just are concerned, what the hell's wrong with you? So we as black people know to avoid it or to lighten up on our lives or take a lesson from you, you know. Anyway, what do you think about that? Well, I'll jump in on that one. I think sometimes, you know, they try to keep that stuff hush-hush. Like going back to, you mentioned Chadwick Boseman. When he knew that he had cancer, he kept it under wraps because he didn't want it to affect his work. He didn't want, you know, people that were working with him to know. He didn't want, you know, that to be an issue for him being an actor for projects. All right, but the so subject matter I, is I, about Jamie Foxx and right, not Chadwick. I'm saying, and I understand why he did that. Now, Jamie, in this case, I feel like with all the publicity around the mystery of what's going on with Jamie Foxx, honestly, I think it's a publicity thing. I think he honestly has an issue going on, mm-hmm. but I think... He and his, you know, publicity team are just milking it. Yeah, because Kevin Hart and the other boys in on it. What's, what's up? Not in on it, but I'm sure he has a medical situation. But when you get Kevin Hart and uh, what's the other boy with all the children? Oh, Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon. You know, they was on the day on Entertainment Tonight. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you can see when you put them two in the mail, it looks like a skit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the point I'm making is that I think... He he and his publicity team are using it as a publicity thing because other than his summer show, you know, which beat, beat Shazam, yeah. what else does he have going on? I know he did some uh, reality thing he was doing with uh, somebody. It was like a prank kind of thing. I think it was Nick Cannon, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't even, I've never seen it. I saw a commercial for it a couple times, but... You know, it's like, how else, what what else could he do to get his name out there and have people talking about him almost every day? His name has been floating around news, social media, and all virtually every day because there's all this speculation and mystery around what happened to Jamie Foxx. Yeah, yeah. So that's my take. I think he does have some medical thing going on, but I think they are milking it for all it's worth. Wow. 
So sure I think that's why they keep keeping it a secret, because then it won't be a mystery anymore. But that's what I think. Kettle, what you think? What's with the secrets, Hollywood well, secrets? Um, well, first of all, you know, you were talking about him promoting the MGM thing, him and Kevin Hart. Um, that's a job. That's how I see it. That's just a job. He's He could be betting. I'm not sure. But he... He was contracted to do a job and say what he needs to say, and he's getting paid for it. That's just a job. It's a commercial. That's how I see it. Yeah, but that. gambling, gambling is feel, a disease also. Can I, can I finish? On the side of it. I'm going to say it, but I'm, let me put that out there. Gambling is a that's disease. That's my opinion. Okay, all right. That's, that's, okay, you have my opinion. So, Go ahead. I ain't taking it lightly, though. I mean, and they always tell you to play responsibly. Always at the end, they always say play responsibly. But it's, yeah. it's a job. It's just, it's just, he's getting paid for that. Simple as that. He might gamble. I don't know. But that's a job, one. Two, I kind of agree with you as far as them milking this. Um, and I do believe he has something going on. It could, who knows? It could be depression. You know, sometimes you don't want to put things out there because of you don't want um you know, who you're working for to know what's going on with you. They may not want to hire you. Um, you know, just like Chadwick Boseman, like you said, uh, Red One. He didn't put the information only the immediate family or probably him and his wife knew. He didn't mm-hmm. want nobody to have sympathy, stuff like that. I mean, I think Kevin Hart and Nick Cannon probably know what's going on, but he asked them to try to keep it quiet for right now. Um, they may never tell us what's going on, but who knows? He could be somewhere in a mental institute. He could be, you know, he could have, you know, gone cuckoo. But he doesn't want that information uh, disclosed right at this time. So, um, you yeah, know, maybe it's, you know, best for his health. His doctors are going to say, okay, this information can be shared, yada, yada. It's up to his discretion. It's up to his team. So at this time, they don't want it disclosed, so I respect that. There's nothing wrong with that. So that's my opinion. Okay. Well, we got three different takes on it. But that's why we're here. If you give you another perspective. Now, I wasn't talking about him gambling. I'm talking about people encouraging gambling. They could do what they want to do. But I mean, that's encouraging. Just the future, I mean, that's what's going yeah, on there. I just I mean, don't. I, I mean, just think like everybody. Merlin just it, opened it's just, up. Yeah, I mean they doing that. They bet on everything. It's a choice. You know, I it's think when you advertise, when you advertise and stuff like that, I think it's a choice for for an actor or celebrity to advertise something, because it all depends. Just like some actors don't want to play the parts of a prostitute, or 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 some type of whatever. You know, you'll never see them. I'll never do that. Yada yada yada. And that's something to person. Like you said, if they want to take their job and make that money, but sometimes that stuff can typecast you as well. If you played a part of a murderer, you know, like that guy, what's his name, Hamlet? Uh, oh, but yeah, some, but sometimes um, actors, but sometimes, let me say this, actors sometimes Anthony. you have to be careful what they are promoting because Kim Kardashian and some other actors or people have gotten involved with certain things, and um, those people try to sue them. And if they want or not, I'm not sure, but, you know, them promoting a particular product and they are not using it. They're looking at that person, um, Kim Kardashian, whoever's promoting it, as somebody that uses that product. 
So they do have to be careful what they're promoting. I, I do agree with yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I was saying on that whole situation. Because yeah. there's a lot of people that can't handle gambling. And if you if yeah. he's my hero and I'm out there because, you know, he says it and, and Kevin Hart, he fills up stadiums. So, mm-hmm. well, he's promoting gambling. The whole the fact he could fill up the Verizon Center in five minutes, somebody in there loves him like crazy. And, you know, it just it's a big influence. Mm-hmm. I just think you got to make that choice when you're a celebrity because some of them just don't touch it. I don't really see Denzel out there selling stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, anyway. but you know what? You, you made a good to. point, Kettle, when you said about mm-hmm. how Kim Kardashian and others have ended up getting sued mm-hmm. over stuff. Mm-hmm. Oprah. Those people Remember that were. Beef? Yeah. But those mm-hmm. people who recently got in legal trouble over those, uh, not Bitcoin, but what's that thing? Uh, crypto. The crypto currency. Yeah. Uh, it was a group of celebrities, yeah. some NFL folks mm-hmm. and some celebrities. Steph. And then when that when that thing went belly up, the lawsuit was naming everybody. Tom Brady, Steph Curry. Yes, all, all of them was in there. Everybody because who had they had they had money to spare. That cryptocurrency, all were named in that lawsuit. Mm-hmm. If they dropped three hundred thousand, wasn't a big deal for Steph Curry and Tom yeah. Brady. And all them, but regular folks that are following everybody else saying, "Oh, crypto," and they they got thirty thousand dollars in the mix, and you yeah. losing thirty thousand. And on. like Kettle said, we don't know what the outcome was of that whole lawsuit. I don't know if it got settled, if it's still going on, but the, yeah. the fact that they all got named in that lawsuit, you know, because they were doing a job. I don't know if they were, you know, investing money in it or if they were just being a spokesperson or what. But the bottom line is, once you put your foot in it, you're in it. I just think that, you know, I'm going to close on this here. I just think that medically, you don't have to expose your stuff if you don't want to. But some people can learn from that, you know, because we look at people like, you know, Michael Jackson and Prince, for example, two of the most famous people in the world that died of something that was both drug-related. You know, and however they tried to do or cover or what have you. But then you put Whitney Houston on Front Street, you know. Or maybe she put herself on Front Street, but, you know what I'm saying? So it's all drugs. No matter who was secretly about it, who you didn't really tell, who really died and you didn't know, even the brother, the dancer, what's his name? Uh, oh, yeah, Twitch. Twitch. We never know what happened with him, so we didn't learn anything from that. Oh, he was in the hotel dead. Okay, all right, let's move on. They say so, life. Yeah, okay. They right, okay. All right, well, we're going to move on and go on into uh, the rundown. Kettle, what you got on the uh, docket for today's court? <laughs> all right. Um, in focus, we're going to start with that. Um, former three-time U.S. Olympic medalist, dead at age 32. Wow. Uh, also, the coronation of the king, and Dave Chappelle is buying up Yellow Springs, Ohio. Our cocktail of the week, I got a good one for you tonight, Pop. What's Papa with Papa Didi? Um, we're going to lighten it up with that weird news. Arkansas woman pleads not guilty to selling stolen human body parts. Okay, and nearly 500 pounds of pasta mysteriously dumped in Jersey woods. And also, Texas high school under siege from raccoons. I'm just saying with red wine, no pay, no play. Living for the city with Papa Diddy, my Hollywood wrap-up, of course. The kissing list and the last word. 
So sit back, relax, and uh, we're going to get into uh, In Focus. All right. We're going to go to you, Papa Didi. Are we going straight in, huh? Yeah, we're trying to get it in tonight. Okay. So I think we'll have limited commercials tonight. We might, I don't know, we'll see if they run a few, but I think we're going limited commercials tonight. So go for it, Papa Didi. What's your interest? All right, this here, this story came out a couple of days ago, and it's really sad that the, that the world didn't take heed of, to noticing this or pay homage to this. It just kind of, you know, somebody said, oh, a track star was found dead in her apartment, yada, 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 and they kept it moving. But this young lady here was in the 2016 Olympics, which is in Rio de Janeiro. Mm. Okay, I think she she uh, won three medals altogether: a silver, a gold, and a bronze. The gold medal was ran in a four by 100 relay with some other famous ones, and she she ran the anchor on that. If you get an opportunity, pull up YouTube. YouTube. 2016 Summer Olympics, Rio de Janeiro, the Women's 4 by 100 Relay Championship. Okay? She was anchoring that. And they beat the Jamaicans, who they weren't supposed to beat, which mm. was very ironic. Those Jamaicans are fast. Her name is Tori Bowie. Okay, she's a, like I said, she's a three-time U.S. Olympic medalist and world champion sprinter. She died at the age of 32. Her management company announced Wednesday that Bowie's agent, a person named Kimberly Holland, told uh, CNN that Bowie was found dead in her home in Florida. The cause of her death is not yet known. All right, here we go again, right? Nobody knows anything. People dying with these mysteries are just adding up and piling up big time. Anyway, we lost a client, dear friend, daughter, and sister. This is what Icon Management wrote on their Twitter posts. I don't know why they use the word client. So come on now. Should have just said friend, daughter, sister. Anyway, Tori was a champion, a beacon of light that shines so bright. We're truly heartbroken and our prayers, your prayers for their family and friends are truly uh, thankful. They said the boy was born and grew up in uh, Sand Hill, Mississippi, and won two state high school championships in a 100-yard dash. She also won a 200-yard dash and a long jump also, and uh, she won three state titles in a 4 by 100 relay, all in Mississippi before she even went professional. So this girl been fast her whole life. All right, she racked up a lot of uh, accolades in a very short time during her 20s as well, beginning with two NCAA long jump championships during her time at uh, Southern Miss and indoor and outdoor tracks in 2021. This was after she won the Olympics. Bowie won all three of all three of her Olympic medals in 2016. Like I said, at the Rio de Janeiro Games, as she took silver in a hundred yard dash individual, and she took bronze in a 200 meter individual race, and she anchored the four by 400 relay alongside of uh, a lady named Tiana Barletto, Allison Felix, as everybody knows and a lady named English Gardner. That group right there, Bartolino, Alexine Felix, and English Gardner, them four sisters, and a young lady died, uh, Tori Bowie, them four sisters smoked the Jamaican girls and won the gold medal in the 2016 Olympics. 
You should pull it up on YouTube because it's a really exciting race to watch. Them girls are flying. Anyway, Bowie also won a 100-meter dash and a 4-100 relay in the 2017 World Athletes Championship in London. Two years later, she won bronze in a 100-meter dash and at the 2015 championship in Beijing, she finished fourth in a long jump at the 2019 world champion in uh, Qatar. Other entries and athletes in the sport offer their condolences for the loss of the U.S. champion. So as you see, this girl won a lot of Olympics medals. She wasn't as popular as uh, Allison Felix or any other people that got, you know, big names. Yeah, yeah know. I know her name, Allison Felix. Yeah, different people like yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't know Bowie. But, but she was a champion. And it's so sad how the news just skimmed over it. And, you know, it's just, it's just really sad because she was a, a true champion. And like I said, 2016 Rio de Janeiro Olympics, 4 by 100 relay. Check it out. I do remember how uh, bewildered, I would use that word, the Jamaicans were when they lost that race. Because yeah. everybody went into that race assuming mm-hmm. that the Jamaicans are going to get the gold. They want everything else. They and want all the individual US meets. Maybe we'll get the silver. They want a hundred yard dash. They want a two hundred yard dash. And they, they thought they were going to win the relay. But, <laughs> but in the relay, all it takes is a, a baton, you know, passing slow or not right, joggle, drop the baton, mm-hmm. whatever, to mess that whole joint up. Because if you look at that race, some girls are flying around it. And that's four by 100, which means they're doing a 100-yard dash around the circle. They're only running a little bit of time, like real okay. quick, hand off, real quick, real yeah, quick, real quick. Not like they run around one time and hand it off. They're going like a quarter to track, quarter to track, quarter to track. That race is fast as hell, the four by 100. <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing. Well, it's I, all about the baton pass. You mess up the baton and you out. But. Well, our condolences. Yeah, God yeah, bless her. She's a, she's a champion. I'm curious to know what happened. Okay, see, How there did you somebody get, exactly. find her dead? Right, here we go again, right? So, yeah. So the article you have, um, Papa, says uh, no cause of death? No, not at all. They say no cause of death at this time. And there you well, go looking again. At something, yeah. I'm looking at something now since 21 hours ago. It said a stroke or committed suicide. Both of those are Wait a minute. I have, yeah, which one is yeah, it? This was a while back. Yeah. Nobody said anything about anything. So now, you know, is that somebody that speculating? Or, well, you got to figure, too, If when somebody dies by themselves, all the person reporting and putting that there is, is what they're going to assume. And there's not, not a lot of things you can do when you die by yourself. It's almost like playing tennis. It's a regular sport, but basketball is a team sport. So he yeah, didn't die around nobody. Or suicide sounds very opposite of each other. And they both can be yeah, obviously that's known. What I was, that's the point I was making. By a corner. Yeah. Just, yeah, that, that's really obvious. That that sounds very opposite. It sounds like that's somebody just That's almost like saying, oh, she was either asleep or awake. Like, well, right. yeah, okay, <laughs> come yeah, on. who knows? That was anybody, nobody was sense. there? I mean, who was in her life? Did she have any significant others? Or mm-hmm. it's, it's just it's so wide open. And they just close the door already, and I don't know whether it's a black female or a black person, period. Nothing is said. There's nothing laid out. You would think the Olympic Commission or the Sports Commission or people would, as much as they talked about Aaron Rodgers, who was doing a bunch of nothing, yeah. going from the, yeah. the Green Bay Packers to the damn Jets. 
They talked about him every single <laughs> every day. day. <laughs> You're right about that. I didn't hear Stephen A. Smith say anything about this girl here. It's, it's, it's an yeah. atrocity. It's an atrocity. It really is. Uh, okay. They really haven't said anything on, on, on the sports channel as well, Father? They, they probably said the day she died, but it was only a five-minute story and moved on. Yeah, you it, know? Was, it was really just an announcement. That's all yeah, I thought. Yeah, she died, blah, 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 blah. But right. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, LeBron James, oh, my God, they choke a horse with that stuff. Yeah, like where's the investigation? You know, what's, exactly. what's happening with getting to the root of what happened? This girl was a champion. Happened? Yeah, a U.S. Olympic champion. In Rio de Janeiro. And to be only 32? 32. Mm-hmm. And for you to be an athlete, and just one that recently. means that you're usually in pretty good physical shape. And just one recently. Yeah, yeah but I'm saying at 32, a, a well-trained athlete, mm-hmm. you things like, I mean, a stroke, uh, yes, it could happen, but that's, like, very suspicious. But like that's you said, all both of them are so, so, so different from each other. But like you said, somebody yeah. speculated that she was by herself, so, yeah. Mhm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, God bless her and the memory of her and all of her accomplishments. Yeah, Tori Bowie is her name. Tori yeah. Bowie. Tori oh, Bowie. Yeah. Yeah. People, okay. you know, family keep her keep her memory going. Memory. Yeah. 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 Build Tori a build Bowie. a shrine or some type of statue or something. Mhm. Yeah. All right. All right. Um. Hmm. I should be singing Ding Dong, The King is Dead. But uh, anyway, oh, Republicans want, want this coronation of the king to be gone. Um, mm-hmm. Well, my topic tonight is not my king. These are some protesters over there in uh, London. They're protesting the um, coronation of, of uh, King Charles III. The U.K. Republicans right. want coronation to be the last. Um on his way to be crowned this week, King Charles III will travel by gilded coach through streets in red, white, and blue Union flags and pass a warning um, from history. Um, this uh, square says the large bronze statue of King Charles I. He's a 17th century monarch deposed by Parliament, executed in 1649. Wow, a long time ago. Um, so you see how long the monarch has been going on. So on Saturday, more than 1,500 protesters dressed in yellow for maximum visibility plan to gather beside it to chant, not my king, as the royal procession goes on. Um, wow. So the Republican activists have long struggled to build momentum to dislodge Britain's 1,000-year-old monarch. Um, but they see the um, coronation as a moment of opportunity. Um, you know, as everybody knows, Queen Elizabeth, she reigned for over 70 years. Um, you know, but they're saying Charles is another matter. 74-year-old whose family fused in firm opinions on everything from architect to the environment have been headlined uh, for decades. So it sounds like they don't like this king. So... Um, it sounds like they're trying to abolish this monarchy. And, uh, they need you know, to. Republicans there don't like it. I'm sorry? I said I think they need to, but I keep my opinion to myself because I don't live there. I don't live under his rule. Right. But it's it's just, it's just, I mean, just the money 
and the time it's spent to do quote unquote royal things. Um, you know, yeah. because they say this this coronation is going to cost over twenty million dollars. I'm like, who does that? Yeah. And all the blatant like, luxuries. Yeah, for what? Right. The blatant luxuries. They yeah. have they got see through Mercedes and Range Rovers that are the latest. Oh, oh please don't. Yeah, it's don't really even, Where do you the see the cars? Take a look at the cars alone. That's gonna blow your mind. But they they just say it's just too much because you know think about it. The recession, people were in food lines and you oh, know yeah, trying to. Mm-hmm. Live day to day think- here you, right here you are, you know, portraying, you know, this monarchy as being so strong and stable. You guys got skeletons in the closet yourself. So, oh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna talk about that in uh, what's popping. Believe me, I'm gonna I'm go in hard. So, it's gonna be interesting. It needs to go. The the protesters and and. How this coronation is going to go off? I guess they're going to keep them back as much as they can, but um, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see, though. Yeah, yeah that's I'm supposed to be broadcast. I'm not getting up to watch it. It's supposed to start broadcasting at 5 a.m. Uh, tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. So, anybody want to get up early Saturday morning at 5 o'clock? You can watch all of this craziness. 5 a.m. Yeah. There'll be because it's starting to because their time is what twelve hour difference, I think, or something. Uh, it's about six or seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but East Coast time, it'll it'll start around five a.m. But anyway, yeah, I'm with the protesters. Down yeah. with the king. <laughs> Let it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't understand what this coronation stuff was until I looked it up. I'm like, oh, okay, this is what it is? Just putting a uh, crown on the king's head, that's it? And you got to do all of this? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. If you know what the whole monarchy, to me, is really all about pomp and circumstance. Everything mm-hmm. is all about the procedure. You know, you have to mm-hmm. do things in a certain way. You turn something mm-hmm. a certain way. You bring out a certain crown and with the jewels and and then somebody mm-hmm. got to do this and that. It's just a whole bunch of ceremonial bull crap. But, you know, yeah. this is what they do. You know, he's been waiting mm-hmm. for it. And Camilla, his uh, side mm-hmm. piece that got uh, oh, upgraded <laughs> to wife, and now she's yeah. the queen consort. Let me upgrade you. Yeah, the queen mm-hmm. consort, as her formal title is. Now she'll be up Why? there in the midst of all of this stuff. When she was nothing but a side piece cheating hoe. And I think that's what the rift is between the two brothers. You know, uh, Harry doesn't, he doesn't condone it. His brother, he goes along with it because he's going to be next, you know. Yeah, uh-huh. he's in the, he's in the, he's, next he's, yeah, he's in the groove. He's in the groove, yep. But you know what? If they get, if they dis, disassemble this whole uh monarchy structure, then a uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, brother isn't going to have anything coming. <laughs> we'll see. No, no, he's not. Only we sure. will see. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, mm-hmm. I got one for you about uh, your boy, Dave Chappelle. 
child, let me tell you, let me tell you. Dave Chappelle has been busy out there in Yellow Springs, Ohio, where he lives. Now, this is a small town, and as the story goes, you know, he grew up in Washington, D.C., but by the time he was in middle school, he was spending summers with his father out in Yellow Springs, Ohio. So as he got older, he, he apparently he really liked that little town. So when he got older and had the means, he went back to Yellow Springs, Ohio. Then he started buying property. You know, he decided to move there and stay there to basically when he left the Chappelle Show. That's when he moved to Yellow Springs, Ohio. You remember when all of that happened and he turned down that, I think it was a million-dollar offer or something to continue doing the Chappelle show on, uh, I think it was on the comedy comedy channel. But he walked away from it. I think he went to Africa or something. And then he ended up moving to Yellow Springs, Ohio. So for the most part, it's been good news having him there in Yellow Springs uh, he started purchasing different spots around town. He was doing stand-up comedy shows in a barn in that area, in that town, rather. And, of course, that came in handy during the pandemic because nobody could go anywhere. So he started doing stand-up comedy in the out, like in the field and out in the barns and stuff like that. And people were paying money to come out there to Yellow Springs and see him. So, of course, that was bringing money to this little town. Now, this little town only has about 3,700 residents. That's a little town. So when you have a Dave Chappelle doing comedy and the word goes out, people are coming from all over the country to sit out in a barn in Yellow Springs, Ohio, to watch Dave Chappelle. So money is coming into the town. Folks are staying in the little hotels. The restaurants are making money. Everybody's making money. So, as it turns out, uh, the town, of course, being a small town, they have ordinances about different things like what you can and cannot do. Well, his stand-up comedy shows were breaking the ordinances. And, of course, his viewpoint was, you know, damn the ordinance. I'm bringing jobs. I'm bringing money. Are y'all really going to complain because of a rule about what, what I'm supposed to not be doing? So they pretty much, you know, looked the other way, let him go ahead and do it. Well, as time went on, he said, look, I brought over $4 million to this town. The town started getting on board with him. Stores and things started putting signs up in their stores saying, thanks, Dave, with the Dave Sapel, the letter C from his logo the little thanks Dave signs on the windows and stuff. So everybody was skinning and grinning, making money. It was all good until Dave started buying up more property. Now keep in mind, I said it's a small town. Dave Chappelle started buying up more and more property until he finally got to the point where he owned 20 different properties, and that was in 2020. And like I said, some people saw it as a good thing. He he turned a firehouse into a comedy club that was not in use. He turned an old, unused schoolhouse into the new home for a national public radio station. So, you know, he's doing a lot of good things. But you got some people in this town of Yellow Springs that got an issue with Dave Chappelle owning so much land. And it came 
pretty much to a head back when there was a vote for um, there was a, a proposed project where the town wanted to bring in some like low housing or affordable housing uh, development, and Davis was like, no. And it wasn't that he was not trying to help the poor folks or the low-income people. His concern was if you let a developer come into this small town, they're not going to do what you think they're going to do. Once they get a foothold, it's going to be a whole different routine, and this small town will no longer be the Yellow Springs that you know now. So he said, I'm not with it. He argued with the, with the, you know, the town people. So anyway, by the time they got ready to vote, they were ready to vote to do it anyway. And Dave said, if y'all do this, I'm going to pull up everything and bounce. Now, if that's what you want, no problem. I'll take all of everything I'm doing and go elsewhere. And the town decided, no, nah, we don't want to do that, the people who have the voice in the town. So he got what he wanted. They squashed the project. And then he quietly, after the fact, went and bought the land that they were trying to build this low-income project on. So what's happening now is you got the town is kind of split with those that are saying, applauding Dave Chappelle and what he's doing, and those that are giving him the side eye, like, how does black man own in the town now? Because he's bought so much land, he's becoming bit by bit the the, the dominant landowner. And what's interesting to me is that with these small towns, that's usually done by one white man and his family. Town by town, you know, that's how these towns come up with these names, you know, like Graysonville and and Mm -hmm. Johnsonville and all. It's named after the person who owns the majority of the town. Hey, he's not asking them to change anything like that. But you have some people, like this one white woman was uh, said to a black person in the town, I never thought I would live in a town owned by a black man. I thought, well, that was very telling. But I just find it very interesting that it was no problem when everybody was laughing and grinning and making money. But now that Dave is owning more and more of the land, folks are like, wait a minute, we got to do something. So now some of the signs in the store windows that said, thanks, Dave, have disappeared. You know, that's the kind of bull crap that's going on. And in a nutshell, all I'm saying is that if Dave Chappelle looked like, uh, what's that redhead boy that stole Marvin Gaye's song? Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. If Dave Chappelle looked like Ed Sheeran, this would not even have made the news. It would have just been business as usual. Mm. That's all I'm saying. He needs to run for some kind of public office in that town. He might as well. This way he could see what changes are being made. I mean, he goes to all of those, you know, civic meetings or board, whatever they call them, community meetings. That's how he stopped that, that low-income project because he was there at the meeting, and he told them, no, if y'all do this, I'm out. I will sell everything that I had. I will take up stakes, and I will be out of here. 
and they didn't want to mm-hmm. lose him. It's like you don't want him to do what he's doing, but yet you don't want to lose him either. Right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really an interesting I story. It. Yeah, I see you're right. He, he, um, his parents separated, so he was spending time in Ohio, and he spent time in D.C., but he mm-hmm. um, 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 was uh, he grew he grew up in uh, Silver Spring. He went yeah. to um, Eastern High for a minute, but he did eventually go to Duke Ellington. Um, mm-hmm. It was a fascinating story, interesting. Yeah, uh, he so. spent his summers with his father out there in Yellow Springs, Ohio. Right, so he, he grew to like it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think once he was there summer after summer, he said, you know, this mm-hmm. this place is all right. Because it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of diverse there as well. And I think he okay. felt like, you know what, when I get a chance, I'm going to go back. And then when he went back and he liked what he saw, he decided, I'm going I'm to I'm put down stakes right here. I don't need yeah, to be in the middle of all of the whatever going on. I need to be right. in a he's little town. Five acres of land, like, so that yeah. he's going to be there for a while. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But he wasn't playing when he said, if y'all could do this, I will sell all of my holdings and get up out of here, and y'all can figure mm-hmm. it out. Because he was saying the town was dying. You know, businesses mm-hmm. had closed up. You got 3,700 people there in this little town. If nothing mm-hmm. new was happening to bring new life and new income into this town, the mm-hmm. town would have slowly died. But you think so. he was just a big influence on doing that, doesn't mean boosting it up? Yeah. He actually did it. It wasn't about an influence. He did it by renovating those old buildings, bringing a new theater for stand-up comedy. Now, that's bringing new stand-up comics that can come and perform there. There could be Mm stand-up comics in town who never thought they would have a shot at it because there was no venue for it. Now there Mm -hmm. is. A new a new building for National Public Radio there, you know, to keep doing that. He He's doing all kind of stuff. Yeah, he's doing a lot. He's doing a lot. Yeah, they need to just get, those that are haters need to get over his complexion. Mm-hmm. And as, who was that said this song, Let the Gentleman Do His Thing? What song was that from? Staple Singers. Yeah, respect. That's it, respect yourself. And they said, let the gentleman do his thing. That's what they need to do. So I'm going to have to put that town's haters on the kiss it list. But that's all I got. All right. I guess we can go ahead and take a quick break, and then we'll come back with Kettle and the cocktail of the week on the Pajama Party Show. You know how we do. We'll be right back after this break. How you doing? I'm Papa Didi, one of the hosts of the Pajama Party. And I'm here to uh, introduce you to two of the segments I have on the Pajama Party. One is called What's Poppin' with Papa Didi. And the other one is called Living for the City. What's Poppin' is maybe a topic that really popped at me that week about something really going on that's serious. And on Living for the City, I talk about stuff that has to do with the inner city, the suburban life. And life as we know it, as far as the hood is concerned, and everything thereof. Because as Moore said, the whole world is a ghetto. So we'll talk about all that. So join me, Papa Didi, every Friday for my two segments of What's Poppin' and Living for the City.
Hi, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I want to go to the top of with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right. It's time for Kettle and the Cocktail of the Week. Week, week. All right, Kettle. What you got for us? The Cinco de Mayo. All right. Sit back and relax. Love Hennessy and what something new to do with it? Try the Hennessy Margarita. There you go, Pop. Pairing this classy cognac with aged tequila, lime, and orange liqueur makes a seriously sophisticated drink. This is like a combination of a classic sidecar and a margarita. Sounds good to me. Uh, this dates back uh, to Mexico, 1930. So, uh, interesting. Huh. Hennessy Margarita. Let me tell you what's in it. Sounds exciting. Uh, one, one and a half ounces of tequila, Resperado. Of course, everyone loves that. One ounce of Hennessy Cognac. One ounce of Contour or Triple Sec, whichever you prefer. A half an ounce of lime juice and for the garnish, lime weather. Um, we're going to put a rim around the uh, glass, a salted, uh, you know, around the glass. Place the tequila, Hennessy, contour, and lime juice in a uh, cocktail shaker with one handful of um, ice cubes and shake until cold. Strain the margarita into the glass with the salt rim. Fill the glass with ice and serve. And of course, the garnish with the lime wedge. And that is the Hennessy margarita. Okay, wait a minute. Let me shake it up. Have you seen the mango? What is it? The... Uh, what is it called? Um, That's a Hennessy uh, margarita. No, I'm talking about what is this? Oh, Cinco de Mayo. Mm. Had to get oh. it right. I, look, I had too many Hennessy margaritas. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, put the glass down, Kettle. She said, what is it called? I said, Hennessy margarita. She said, no, the Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> you cut off, Kettle. Cut off. Uh, all, all right. right. So that's the Hennessy margarita. Ooh, that sounds good. I would definitely try that. All right. Thank you, Cattle, for that one. The Hennessy Margarita. Happy Cinco de Mayo to you. How you doing? All right, Papa Didi. You're up next. Take the mic. It's time for What's Poppin'. What's Poppin', Papa Didi? Well. Mm, uh-oh. What's Poppin'? You know, it's so hard to look at the uh, the stuff going on in England with the, all the jazz about to go down without without taking it real personal, you know. I think that sometimes when the royals do stuff, they want to put a, a royal British spin on things so people don't look at it so uh, personal because it is very personal. I mean, if you have followed the royals for any particular time, you would see and you would look at it and you can't just let them throw good times and money and stuff and make everything look and seem so normal. And it's the same way it is with our families. If you look at the royals, they're not far from our families at all. The same stuff that's going down with them is going on in any hood family 
in the world. The hood acting, you know? But ain't thinking anybody. It all begins with uh, the two sides of the family, right? Yeah. Ain't it where families begin? Yeah. Two, two sides. Two sides. Which is your, your father's side and your mother's side. Okay? And you want to know what's happening with the British people? Just think about your own family. Think about your daddy's last name and your mother's last name. All right? And then figure what side of that family are you on. Okay? Or you could be cut in the middle. That's possible, too. I got a couple of brothers and sisters that are cut down the middle somewhat. But me, personally, I'm strictly on my mother's side of the family. <laughs> no disrespect to my father. Love him with all my heart. God rest his soul. But I ain't like them jokers. I'm more on my mother's side with, with, for different reasons. You know, and those, they, they remain nameless, but if you look at the, 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 the royals, the same way. And we, if you're of a certain age, you've seen the whole saga. You know, ever since Princess Di. Take a look at Princess Di, her attitude, her disposition, her beauty, her kindness, her, her loving and caringness and everything like that. And when she took all that back to the to the castle, what'd they do? They frowned on that shit. They said, we some ugly motherfuckers with money. We don't give a fuck about that. You know? They like, hey, we ballers, shot callers. We don't need all this beauty. We cool. Although the queen, you know, when she was younger, she was a beautiful lady. You know? But when Charles brought her home and her her maiden name was Spencer, okay, when he brought Miss Spencer home, it changed everything because they looked and, and, and they didn't she didn't fall in the, in the scheme of things. And the biggest problem was the woman that William married, his wife. She came in and she was mediocre. Remember the wedding with her and, and remember her 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 sister? Oh yeah, who was her Pippa. sister Pippa? Because Pippa had a nice ass at the wedding, and everybody at the end of the wedding was talking about, instead of talking about uh, Kate, they were talking about Pippa's ass. Because <laughs> I think at the reception, she had some white pants on with a little fat ass. Oh, did you see her buttocks? She had nice buttocks. Pippa has nice buttocks. Anyway, let's show you how fast the William and, and, and Kate can get upstage. Kate got upstage by her own damn sister. Now. But when Kate got into the into the royal family, she began to like this shit. She said, hell, these motherfuckers got cars and money and money and money, you know? Because they went out in the village and met all these girls, you know? So anyway, she came in and started talking to the queen and everything. All of a sudden, they got married. And she right there with the queen... Getting all the knowledge, the queen said, look, somebody got to take this shit over. Okay? So you need to groom yourself, girl. Yada, 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 yada. You know, William's a nice kid. Good guy. He's older than he's older than uh, Harry. He's next in line. He said, so what you want to do, bitch? You want to be a queen or what one day? You know? <laughs> she said, yeah, fuck it. I'll groom him up. I'll give him to pump some babies in my ass. Yeah, do that because we need somebody to take over because if you have a baby... And I'm going to go to Harry. Because Harry, with all that red hair, we don't know where the fuck he came from. 
So anyway, all of a sudden, <laughs> she got two or three babies, which dropped Harry down the list as far as taking over. He was like, fuck it. This motherfucker have three goddamn kids. I ain't going to never have it because it's all in the order of what the oldest person got. So he, he's like number fourth in line. Fourth, but you never know, though. Because you never know who, who who can pass on or whatever, you know. God forbid they could be in a car accident and kill every fucking body, you know. And Harry got to come up in there. But anyway, that's that's a Mormon thought, so forgive me, God, for saying that. Anyway, it's at the point now where all of a sudden, and the, the sons even said that, that their mother was in a marriage of three. Meaning the woman now, what's her name? Camilla? Camilla was always around. No matter what, when Diane got mad at him and they weren't talking, Camilla was always around. I'm like, where the fuck? What the fuck? Always around. All of a sudden, they end up getting divorced. Where was Camilla? Right there. Right? Right there. Then that tragic night when they would chase him around and she was in there with her, where Princess died now was dating a man from Egypt. It was getting close. The scandal was there. They're about to get married. All of a sudden, here comes that big old chase around the city, following the paparazzi, chase him in the tunnel, chase him in the tunnel. Channel tunnel's about a mile long, all kind of twists and turns and shit. And that scene in the tunnel turned out, I believe, just like that royal family wanted it to turn out. And it was a goddamn shame. Okay? Because that gorgeous woman died in that tunnel just like that. And at the time, where was Camilla? Right there, right? Right there. Now she's a confidant at the damn funeral. Oh, that's Camilla. That's his friend. She's a confidant. My ass. He was fucking her the whole time. And it was just, it's just a mess. And now, and, and to end with this, Harry was peeping the whole move. He's saying, damn, these motherfuckers are fucked up. You know? They don't give a shit about me. They already grabbed William and Kate, took them into the castle and shit, groomed them to be the next people. I'm out here by myself. So that's when Harry was out there hanging out, partying, all that shit. Remember that? Bullshit. Yeah, he was out wilding out. Wilding out. But then he met old girl. You know? Yeah. And it kind of slowed him out and straightened him up. You know? Sure did. He's fucking marry her. And she didn't look black, but then when her mom came to England, he said, oh, shit. <laughs> she, his mother brown-skinned black, you know, like a Michelle Obama brown skin. So that's when the racial shit came into play. Now they, you know, but to me, the moral of the story is this here. You never know who's who or what's what. We can't live this life on imagery or racial situations or whatever. Because you know what? Megan's kids are going to grow up the same way the same way William's kids are going to grow up. And they're going to be cousins. Okay? They're going to be first cousins. And they're going to be talking. And they're going to have their own. 20 years from now, they're going to have their own fucking opinion. Okay? 30 years from now, they're going to have their own opinion. And the other boys, William and Harry, are going to be gray like their father. And his father probably be dead by now, by then. So it just go to show you in the long run that life is is really a monkey, 
You know what I mean? You never know who's who, what's what, how it all happens, who did what, who backstabbed who, who sabotaged what. And that's all that's called is family. That shit goes on everywhere, damn near with everybody. Who chooses who based on whether you're on your mother's side or your daddy's side. And that's where your attitude lies. Unless you're caught in the middle. Anyway, I'm going to leave it. Okay. Right. Got to figure it out, huh? Yeah, it's heavy. All right. Well, thank you for that one. That's something to think about. I agree with Harry 100%. Yeah, I agree with Harry. Harry's his own man. He got out of there, and I'm and glad did. he did. But they didn't care about him. But, but. but it's, I, let me just say this. It's, it's sad that they think that um, the wife had something to do with him leaving. That was his choice. And once yeah. they got married, they became one. So they chose, okay, this is best for our family. Once you became pregnant, this is best for our family because that would have been too much stress for them. Yeah. Absolutely. Because it was getting crazy over there. Anytime somebody's oh, yeah. asking you about uh, is the baby going to look like, how you know, dark is the baby going to be? Is the baby, you know, and all this kind of stuff. Like, why are you concerned about that? Because they never had that That's kind of shit still before. family. They never had that kind of shit I'm before. I'm saying if it if the baby came out polka dot and plaid, it's still family. So why are you even asking that kind of question? So they clearly you felt comfortable it's, enough to ask. But it's sad because, just like I said, this coronation is going to go on. This king, he has the nerve to bring, like he said, Papa. His mistress. Now, I mean, come she on. upgraded. I bet Jerry mm-hmm. really does not want to be there. But the brother, he drink, he drinks Kool-Aid, so, okay, now I'm the next to last, so I, I got to do this. Oh, yeah, he drank you know, Kool-Aid. He ran about that. He sure did. But he I'm took a bath in don't, don't leave out Kate, though. Kate's all up in it, too. She, oh, she's yeah. all. That's why she was popping out those babies so fast. That's why. Yeah, she was. Three of them motherfuckers. Yeah, they know what they were doing. Yeah. But I'm saying, they they drank the Kool-Aid, but I'm just saying, it's just sad that, you know, they have to go through all that. I mean, just need to do away with that coronation shit. Bye. Bye. Bye, Felicia. (laughs) And you know what was, to me, what's even sadder is that there are still uh, different, I don't know if it's cities or countries or whatever, that still fall under the reign of the of the oh, yeah. UK. Oh, yeah. That they still have rules. Everybody's paying them. They're getting money from everybody. different countries that are pissed mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, we got to, you know, bow to you and we got to abide by your rules and we pay our mm-hmm. taxes to you, but you're not mm-hmm. giving us anything in return. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why, what was that country in um in the islands that got out from under that, like Virgin last Island. year, was the Virgin Island? I was, I thought it was like Barbados or something. I, I don't remember oh. now which one, but there was some place in the in the Caribbean that used to be mm-hmm. under their dominion and stuff, and they went through the whole process to I don't know if it's called succeeding or what, but they got out from under it, really? and now they mm-hmm. are self-ruling. They they voted their first ruler, queen, or president, or whatever. I don't think it's a queen. I think it was a president. It was a black Mm -hmm. woman who got that position, won the election, 
And now they are ruling themselves. They are no Ooh. longer having to kiss the, the world behind of the UK. The Caribbean has been ruled by the British forever. Oh, for umpteen That's why you see a lot of older years. Jamaican people. I've worked with a couple of Jamaican people. All they did was they had nothing but respect for white people. And I'm like, what the fuck y'all? But just go to show you that their parents. they've been taught that. They've been taught that from British rule. Exactly. That they just kissed the white that's people. That's just after. how it was. Because if the queen mm. is your supreme ruler, then that's what you're well, taught from school, from the day you go to school all the way through your life. That's what you're taught. Yeah. So. But I just like I said, look at it 20 years from now and see where Megan's kids are with William's kids and mm-hmm. see how they get along. And that's what's going to change everything. Mm-hmm. Dad, why you want me to stay away from Uncle Harry's son? What's what's up with that? Wait, they start asking those questions. But like you said, when they get older, they'll have coming. their own way of thinking, and they will do what they mm-hmm. want to do. You better believe they will. All right, we're going to keep it moving. We're going to shift gears and go into the weird news. And I've got the first one. i got a crazy one for you. I've got an Arkansas woman has pleaded not guilty to selling boxes of stolen human body parts. Now, this is crazy. This woman said that she's not guilty to the charges about how she stole these stolen body parts from a medical school. Now, and, and what she did with them is she sold them on Facebook for $11,000. It's crazy. Her name is Candace Chapman Scott. She's a 36-year-old former mortuary services worker, and she's accused of selling 20 boxes of everything from human skin to skulls uh, to a man in Pennsylvania, according to the federal grand jury indictment. Now, she, Scott, Miss Scott, was charged with 12 counts of mail fraud, wire fraud, and interstate transportation of stolen property. Um, according to the court documents, Scott worked for a company that offered commercial cremation services. One of their clients was an anatomy lab uh, at the University of Arkansas that used donated cadavers for medical education and research. So on one of the company's scheduled pickup days, she sent a message to the owner of a Facebook group explaining how she acquires these corpses and asked him, the Facebook owner, if, I mean, the Facebook group owner, she asked the man, do you know anybody in the market to buy a fully intact, embalmed brain? And she sent pictures of two brains and a heart to this man. So the man, the Facebook group owner, offered her $1,200 on PayPal, and he gave her pointers about how to ship organs to him in Pennsylvania through the Postal Service. So apparently he knows how to wrap it, package it some kind of way where the mailman will take it and nobody will, you know, be the wiser. So he's giving her inside info on this is what you do. So over the course of the next nine months, she was shipping that man. She shipped him an ear, an arm, some lungs, livers, kidneys, hands, breasts, penises, fetuses, skin, skulls, and a whole human head. And in exchange, he paid her $10,975 in 16 separate PayPal transfers. And each time, 
uh, Scott returned the rest of the remains cremated to the school. So the indictment didn't name the buyer, but separate state charges connect the case to a Pennsylvania resident named Jeremy Lee Pauley, who's 40 years old. This man has been charged with receiving stolen goods, and Pauley's Facebook page is still selling a human hand and a full set of human ribs, which he claims came from France. I'm like, Why do okay. Why do want I don't parts? know. Why do people uh, do anything they do? Uh, he, look, they, they're selling human skin. Uh, what does anybody do with skin like that? I mean, if you're not a scientist. Or something trying to get somebody else, but once a person dies, it's no good, right? No. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what any of these weirdos are doing with these body parts like that. Sound like some freaky shiggity to me. And that's my weirdness. Isn't that crazy? All right. We'll keep it moving. Uh, Carol, you're up. What's your weirdness? Um, this is crazy. Some pasta dumping 500 pounds of cooked pasta in the wood near Bridge, uh, New Jersey. You know what that is, Pop? <laughs> um, Old Bridge, New Jersey. Massive spaghetti dumps appeared in a river basin um, and became big news after the city council um, posted it, um, photos of the spaghetti spill on the um, Old Bridge, New Jersey. It was like the song on top of the spaghetti, all covered with cheese. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, I know that song. Oh, okay. Others in um, the business administrator of Old Bridge Township suggested the pasta was just wet from the rain. Um, let me see. Wheelbarrows, 15 wheelbarrows uh, loads of pasta were illegally dumped in the woods near a creek, but said the spaghetti was uncooked. Um, I guess the rain got to it and, you know, I guess it got wet and looked wet. Um, the police are investigating the incident, but there was no word on whether the pasta dump was the work of one person or group. So, yeah, that's just crazy. Somebody dumping pasta and, and, and the woods. That's a I don't lot of pasta. Mm-hmm. You said it was how pounds. many pounds? 500. 500 pounds. Mm-hmm. Good gracious. I don't know. It's that's crazy. It's like somebody sabotaging something to me. Yeah, I don't know what that was about. Okay, that's why it's the weird news. Okay, I guess somebody will confess to it at some point and say, oh, that was from our <coughs> restaurant. It was expired, so we dumped it in the woods. <laughs> I don't know. All right, Papa D, what's your weird news tonight? Old Bridge, I think, is up near Newark, New Jersey. Oh, is it? This is about, um, it's in Austin, Texas. Oh. Well, you know people at Red One. Hey. <clears throat> you know their motto is keep it weird. Yeah. Well, it's anyway, awesome. this is a, a Texas high school on the seas for raccoons. Now, apparently these raccoons have been living up in this joint forever because they're embedded in there. Mm. Students and teachers at a Texas high school said they had to uh, re- repeatedly uh, evict an unusual category of uh, unwanted guests, which is raccoons. 
the recent raccoon sightings was at uh, a school called uh, McCollum High School in Austin. Again, with a dead raccoon found in the walls on March 10th. Oh, gosh. And the incident was followed up by a raccoon being caught in a live trap in a science classroom. Now, they caught a raccoon in a classroom in a trap. They got traps for raccoons in a classroom? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's This happened on April 10th. And three, three raccoons being spotted running down the hallway. Come on now. On April 26th. This is all recently. So the coons are just running wild. Yeah, apparently they have taken over and nest and the raccoon sightings inside the school have become so frequent that Instagram accounts called uh, McRaccoon Updates was started to keep track of the visits. This uh, one, one student named Noah Barnes, he's a sophomore who writes about the raccoon in the school newspaper. City research uncovered the school's uh, long pest and raccoon problems for years. He said this problem was going on in the 80s and 90s, the 2000s, and the what? 2010s. So these raccoons then built a nest up underneath the school, and they had bombarded. Mm. So they they tried many uh, pest controls. One one pest control company seems to be working. It called Pest Management uh, Department, and. Uh, they hired professional wildlife removal specialists at a high cost, but they said it's necessary. So right now they're paying big money. They're spending they money now. Well, they just knocked down the damn building. <laughs> if it's that bad, I mean, what are you going to do? You know. And raccoons are one of the, the biggest and highest carriers of uh, rabies. Yeah, I was just going to say that. So, if one of those raccoons bites one of those students, that school is going to and hit. And they will if you corner their ass. They will bite you to get by. Yeah, they're looking at a lawsuit if they don't do something and get that under control. So if you're looking to enroll your kids in school. Mm. Don't go there, huh? Not at all. And where is this again? Austin? Austin, Texas. McCollum High School. It's a high school. McCollum High School. And they've been fighting raccoons since when? Since the 80s. <laughs> Yeah, they they got something going on. They must have built that school on top of a, a raccoon community or something. Yeah, well, look how many homes they build in, in communities. Why yeah. can you come outside and the deer is right there in your yard? Yeah, you're right about that. That was his crib at one time. All right. Well, that wraps up the weird news for this week. Uh, let's see. Can we keep it going? I'm ready to go. Go ahead. All right, let's keep it going. Can I get my intro, please? All right, red wine, but I'm just saying, take away red wine. All right. Tonight, my topic for, I'm just saying, is I'm talking about the, uh, the, the strike going on with the Writers Guild going on in Hollywood right now. So I'm calling it No Pay, No Play. Now, the Writers Guild, like I said, is on strike. The writers are basically just tired of being overworked and underpaid. I mean, that's, that's that's it, bottom line. And especially for getting low pay for the projects that they write, particularly when it's on a streaming platform. See, I didn't realize that there were all these different ways that the writers are getting paid. Now, the writers decided that enough was enough, and I'm just saying I agree, no pay, no play. 
Now, that means for us, unfortunately, we're about to be inundated with reruns after rerun after rerun. And anything that was already produced or written, I should say, not produced, but anything that the writers have already written, once all of that stuff airs, we're going to start getting the reruns. Then you'll start getting new reality shows and things that don't really need as much writing. Then you deal with the uh, the scabs, and that's the people that will cross the picket line. Those will be the writers that are not union writers. They are not part of the Writers Guild of America. They'll start, some of the uh, companies will start bringing those people in. And the reality is that if you really were legit, you would be part or a member of the WGA, Writers Guild of America. So we're about to get hit with all the reruns and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, the writers are being asked to write it fast, write it well, and they're not getting really paid. They're making some money, but in many cases, they're not even able to support their families. There's a lot of writers in Hollywood that are writing full-time and then working part-time gigs because what's been happening is that writing in, a, in Hollywood has started to become part of the what they call the gig economy. Gig meaning like, you know, almost like a day job. You do something on a certain project, you get whatever amount that they tell you that's all you're going to get, and that's all you're going to get. And then if that project turns out to be like a blockbuster hit, everybody else is making all this extra money. But the writers, they only got whatever they, you know, were getting at the time of the deal, and that's it. The residuals are so small for a lot of these projects. And the root of the problem really goes down to streaming because streaming is kind of a new technology. That's not something that was in the original contract with the Writers Guild of America. That contract basically covered things like television, um, movies, feature films, you know, things like that in those categories. And then streaming became a thing, especially around during the, the COVID pandemic. So now once streaming became a thing, well, the contract didn't cover that. So Hollywood has been getting over because the contract didn't really specify what happens with that. It's similar to the problem that um, musical artists experience when their music is streamed on things like Spotify. They are not getting paid the way they should be getting paid when their music gets streamed, and that's what's happening with the writers. So I'm all for the strike. I say strike, walk the picket line, carry your sign, don't give in. I know it's going to be hard, but don't give in because Hollywood got plenty money. Yeah. There's a lot of folk that are sitting at the top of the ladder, ladder making all the money, and then they just trickle down change for everybody else to fight over. It's like when you see somebody throw some money on the street and everybody scrambles trying to get it. That's pretty much what they're doing, and it's not right. So I'm all for the strike. I agree. No pay, no play. And it's companies like Netflix. Matter of fact, the um, the CEO of Netflix, this guy, I'm going to put him on the kissing list. 
This guy's name is Reed Hastings. Reed Hastings, CEO of Netflix. And that's where part of the protest has been going on. This man will reportedly earn a $650,000 salary this year on top of a $34 million stock option that he's got. And that's just Netflix. You got um, HBO, you got Showtime, you got Hulu. There's so many streaming platforms. New ones came out during the pandemic because folks said we're going to capitalize on this. People are home. They want to watch stuff. Let's come up with something. BET Plus came out. Um, came about, uh, gosh, there's so many, uh, ESPN Plus, all of these networks started coming out, cable networks started coming out with streaming platforms because everybody saw how lucrative it was, but nobody's looking out for the writers. The writers are the ones that create the content. If nobody writes this stuff, you got nothing. And you would think that they would acknowledge that and do right. But these money-grabbing whores just want to get all the money and then let everybody else fight over the change that they leave over. So I'm just saying, you can't tell me that companies like Netflix don't have money. If this man has a $34 million stock option and on top of a salary of 650000 y'all need to do right by the writers. So that's all I'm saying. This is Red Wine, and I'm just saying, no pay, no play. Shout out to the picketers, the protesters. If you're in the Los Angeles area, if you see people protesting and you're driving, blow your horn as you go by. Put your fist up. Power to the people. Power to the protesters. Y'all keep on marching. This is some bull crap. <laughs> Some bull crap. They should be shaming themselves out there in Hollywood, but of course they're not. <laughs> of course not. Mm-mm. They gonna do what they gonna do. They, in, you know, they in a bubble. You know that. Mm. Yeah. They figure, hey, it's our world. So, yeah. all right. Yeah. See how long your world lasts when nobody writes anything to put in your world. So mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah. All right, uh, Papa Didi, living for the city. What's happening in the city? Well, it's funny you mentioned Netflix and, and Hulu. I used to watch Hulu years ago on a job. That was just a that was a movie channel on the internet. It didn't mm-hmm. cost nothing. Just pull up Hulu dot com and you just look a list of movies. Now everybody, not just that. You ever notice with everything? There's nothing connected to anything anymore. Every everything's connected to the to, the mega universe. Hmm. Anything you want to do, buy, sell, or whatever, I wouldn't even know how to sell a car right now. You know? I mean, I guess I could put a sign on it and put it in the driveway or something, but other than that, all that's been taken over by all these different conglomerates that are out there. You know. Uh, yeah, I can't even mention some of, the, some of the names of these car dealerships, you know. And not even dealerships, the ones that come along and they got the the different room and uh, 
you know, what's the oh, name yeah. someone's doing? Carmax and Carvana. Nothing is, everything is all over the place. There's nothing simple anymore. Everything you go to do, I'm trying to buy some parts for my car. And there, there's so many different places that unless we have car parts, you know, geek parts, uh, you name it. Oh, my God. Autoparts.com. And, oh, man, it's, it's, everything is just a lock behind a big conglomerate. You know, we, we're just such victims of every little institution that's out there. You know, we're just a victim of it. Then they got a nerd to tell you that they're going to charge people that are sharing their password with people. Now, what the hell do you think they're going to do? You think because you charge somebody $34 a month for Netflix, you think they got, they, and all you got to do to get on it is have a, a username and a password. You, did you think from the very beginning people wasn't going to pass it on to their family members? What the fuck do you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. I mean, that what they what, what they call that the the, uh, the honor system or something like that. <laughs> Saying okay, you can park in this parking lot, but when you leave out, you got to put twenty dollars in this in this bowl. Nobody's watching you, but we we're gonna make sure you honest. But I don't understand. I just don't understand. And and Netflix acting like they need the money when they know how many true subscriptions they have. And subscription life is the best life you can have. That means you know exactly how much money you're going to get every month. You can even have a bank take over that account. You can go to Wells Fargo and say, look, I have a a business where people subscribe to my business. And, you know. Yeah, that's guaranteed money. I wonder if you can handle this because I want you all to run it, Wells Fargo, because... I got 2,500 people that are going to send you $50 a month, every month guaranteed. But in Netflix case, they got $25 million. And why do you think they got all these movies on there? Eddie Murphy and Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock and every, you name, man, you go to Netflix, you can sit there and be entertained all night on Netflix like it's nothing, you know? And like you said, that's where the breakdown is. Because every time people go to do something slick or do something where they're saving money, they don't bring everybody with them. It's a whole new phase. So like you said, the writers are out there because they're not part of the hustle. You had, you had actors complaining because they didn't know that their movie was going to be streaming when they was expecting it to go in the movies. That's right. So now you're not getting that true money because the streaming service is making money off of it. Because everybody, oh, it's just... The world's becoming a complete mess anymore. I try to call a cable company to get cable in the house. You call DirecTV, you call all these people. Nobody's giving a bargain on cable. And don't get ESPN or something like that. Now they got to charge you all these different sports, mm-hmm. you know, fees for if you want the oh you want the football you want. If you get NFL Network, we got charges this year because there's going to be football games on there. You got to pay the fees for the football. Like, what the hell? You know, back the last year, I think the last two years before Bush got out, didn't blame the younger George Bush, George H. H. W. Bush, the young guy, not his father. 
about a year or so, two years before he got out of office, he changed the world over from analog to digital. Okay, he was lobbied by all these digital people who was the HBOs and the, you know, Xfinities, Comcast, Verizon. They lobbied the hell out of him. And what they do, they do the switch. Mm-hmm. Turn the world over to digital. Which means now, you can't throw rabbit ears in the air no more on the porch with the TV. TV not going to work. If you ain't got cable, you ain't getting shit. Unless you get a uh, antenna. Now, what's, what's more apropos nowadays is to put the antenna back up on the roof. Remember we was little and we had, we had a... So we're going back to that now? Everything's going back because we should never left. Mm-hmm. Remember everybody had big antennas on the roof? Tied to the chimney, had a big old metal band on the chimney with antenna up and run the wire down there and run on the TV. Woo! You do that, you'll get frequency again. But it's sad we got rid of that, just like we do with plastic bags in the stores. Everybody went plastic, 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 plastic. Now where we at now? Paper. Again, back when you were younger, you went in the supermarket, they doubled your paper bag took the paper bag out of the supermarket because paper's all they had. They didn't have plastic. Mm-hmm. I think the Japanese or somebody brought us some damn plastic bags. I don't know. They called them They t-shirt. said the plastic was filling up in the landfill. Yeah, it's not recyclable. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't. All of that, it doesn't uh, disintegrate It doesn't or bio. Yeah, right. it's not biodegradable. Exactly. So we went back. To, everything we're going back to, we're going back to normal. It's a damn shame. And the last thing I want to talk about, is this whole guy that gets away with murder. This guy's fucking everybody. I don't think nobody even cares. He does it so smooth, and he's about to divorce again. If you if you want to stick everybody in Hollywood, why do you keep getting married? I don't understand. Everybody love him. If you lined up all the women this guy slept with, it would blow your mind. Who's this? Who am I talking about? I don't know. I don't know. Cattle, any guesses? What's Think that? Any guesses on what? The guy that's... Uh, Who Who's a male in Hollywood that's screwing everybody? Older guy. He ain't young okay. now. He's older. Um, older guy. Not the guy who's driving for Miss Daisy. I'm talking about his one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not He's sure. got that show called Yellowstone or something like that. Oh, Kevin Costner? Kevin Costner. Oh, my goodness. Kevin (laughs) Costner is sleeping with every woman in Hollywood. Oh, no. Everybody knows it, but don't nobody speak on it. You name it. You you name it. You pull the history of all the women Kevin Costner slept with, it will blow your mind. Mm. But then he gets divorced and ends up giving his wife $20 million. All right, I'll put him on the kiss. He didn't been, been married for the last 15 years, three times. Every wife walked away with 20, 20 million. <laughs> if you want to fuck everybody, why you keep getting married? Anyway, I'm leaving it at that. All right. Pull up Kevin, Kevin Costner's lovers. Oh, my Lord. I'm going to put him on the kiss it list as the Hollywood hoe. <laughs> he is truly. <laughs> and getting away with it. Because everybody loves Kevin Costner. They love him. Give him some pussy. Y'all love him. I love him. Give him some pussy. <laughs> Let me give him some pussy. I love him. Okay. All yeah. right. Uh, it's time for Kettle in the Hollywood wrap-up. 
Pull up Kevin Costner. I, I did not know that Kevin Costner was rolling like that. Ooh, I didn't man, hey, I guess that's how he got Whitney, I guess. I guess. Yeah, I guess. He's so. stud. He was messing with that black girl. What's her name uh, in that show to help? They had a little fling. Viola Davis? No, not Viola oh, Davis. No, they have that other one, little heavy set one. Oh. Uh, oh, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. Pull it up. Pull it up. I'm Mm-hmm. I can picture Oh, y'all know what I'm talking about, but you don't believe it. No, I'm not saying I don't believe it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just can't call her name right sometimes, now. A lot of times when they pair people up, just because they're hanging out of good friends, don't mean that they're dating. But anyway. Or they're fucking. You, you, anyway. You just, gave me, you just gave me a good segue. But come on, Papa. Come mm-hmm. on with my music. All right. Come on with the intro. Right, y'all ready? Yeah, All let's right. do it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Hollywood, pa 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 Hollywood. All, All right, right. <laughs> talking about sleeping around, I, I and I really talk about this entertainment, but she's about to get on my last nerve. Taylor Swift, she oh, is rumored to be dating um, the front man Matty Healy. He is with this group, uh, 1975. Now, just about a month ago, after the news broke, the Taylor Swift broke up with her boyfriend of six years. His name was Joe um, Alwyn. Um, the Grammy Award winner seems to be moving on. But I think, mm. my thing is, now, now she's dating um, someone else, so after her major concert, she's going to um, uh, make it official uh, that they're together, the, um, the guy, Matty Healy, from the 1975 group. Um, oh, I heard of she has a concert in Nashville, so um, she's going to, um, you know, they're going to come out with it. I'm like, okay, one, that's nobody's business. Two, why is it every time that you break up, you write a song, but then, two, you have to announce that you're with someone else? I mean, you just left this man, what, a, a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months ago? Yeah. And you were with him for six months, and now all of a sudden you're with someone else. I mean, come on. Somebody madly I'm put her on the cancer list. I don't even believe. I just don't believe it. But okay. Anyway, moving on. Um, Billy Lord and Mark um, Hamill honor um, our Princess Carrie Fisher at the Walk of Fame ceremony. Um, after forever shaking a galaxy far, far away, Carrie Fisher has earned her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Um, they made May 4th, uh, a.k.a. Star Wars Day, like you were saying earlier, a red wine. Uh, Fisher's daughter, Billy Lord, and beloved co-star Mark Hamill paid tribute to the late actress and writer, helping to unveil her long-awaiting star. Um, she died in 2016. She was only 60. Wow. Um, I'm, I mean, kudos to her, but I don't like the fact that the daughter did not invite um uh, Carrie Fisher has um, two other, three other siblings, um, a brother and uh, two other uh, sisters. They were not invited to come. Oh, um, that's not nice. The, the daughter claims that they um, exploited her when she passed away, that they were selling books at that same time, and um, they were exploiting oh, her. So oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm yeah, but is that is that verified or is she just being a hater? I don't, I don't know. She's 
I mean, in her okay. darkest times, I guess a lot was going on, and they're like, you know, selling books, like, you know, you should be by this girl's side, you know, so, you know. Yeah. It's always family drama. But, uh, yeah, that family, yeah. that family is tripping for real. They got yeah, it's, 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 it's a lot of money at stake as well. It's a $20 million mm-hmm. uh, estate that she has, but um, they don't seem like yep. they're trying to grab at the estate, it's just... I guess he just thought, um, the daughter just thought that was very inappropriate, I guess. Okay, moving on to an update on the Ed Sharon. Ed Sharon did not violate let's get on copyright. The U.S. jury finds him not guilty. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, correct. Maybe him singing and playing the guitar in um, the uh, courtroom might have helped. But, um, yeah, whatever. Hey. They were fans. I call bull crap on that. <laughs> well, well I think the defense. Unless they take it any further, I guess you know that's 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 their verdict right now. Okay. Also, uh, Prince, Purple Lane's bill calling for Minnesota Highway signs to honor Prince uh, passes in the Senate. The late pop superstar Prince will have a highway named after him in his home state following a vote by Minnesota lawmakers. Uh, the Senate voted was 55 to 5. The those people didn't want that. To rename the highway that runs past Princess, pa- Princess Paisley Park Museum and Studios. Among those watching was his oldest uh, sister, Sharon Nelson. The bill passed. The house unanimously last month on the seventh anniversary of Prince's death, and uh, now wow. goes to the uh, governor, which he'll probably sign. So, kudos! To Yay! That. Yep, yep, yep. That just gives me also, another reason to go visit. Okay, there you go. Um, also, Bridgerton back in the news. They have a new spell. Um, has the most outrageous sex. Things yet. The Netflix hit Bridgerton now has a spinoff show that means there will be more balls, old-fashioned romance, and yes, lots of sex. As it turns out, Queen Charlotte, Bridgerton's story, which is the new spinoff, has the most outrageous and uh, scandalous uh, scenes yet. Interesting. I love her. Um, she is awesome. Yeah. Yep, so they, it's, this is a prequel. How she became queen. So, um, uh-huh. okay, interesting. Yeah, I, I got to catch up. Yeah, I have to catch up on Bridget. Yeah, I really do. Well, if you thought uh, Juana Man was gone, guess what? It is not. Uh, Miguel Nunez oh, Jr. says Juana Man's sequel is in the works. Come on, brother! Really? All, that all will embrace the new film. The sequel to the 20, uh, 2002, wow, that was, what, 20-something years ago? Romantic comedy drama, Juana Man, famously starred um, Miguel Nunez. Um, he says that the uh, sequel is in the works. So, would you go see um, Juana Man too? <laughs> no. I oh. enjoyed the first one. It was, you know, light, lightweight. It was comedy, you know, it was cute. Yeah. But come on now. Really? Yeah, but it'll be it'll be more popular these days with all the different 
transitional stuff and everything going on. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be very popular. Yes, of course. Yeah, Yeah, that's what it was all about. It was all about, you know, transitioning and all that. Um, just a last mention, Kiki Palmer uh, makes boss moves during Atlanta Film Festival as first time director. So she has a documentary coming out about um, you know, where she came from, grew up and all that. It's a documentary. But this is her uh, uh director debut, so kudos to her. Kiki Palmer. Mother, director, oh. actress and everything. She's doing it all. Okay. Kudos yeah, to she's doing good. I'm proud of her. All right, yeah. Kiki. That's, that's my Hollywood rapper. All right. Thank you. Good info. Yeah, I'll be watching that Bridgerton spinoff because I really like Bridgerton. Shonda Rhimes did her thing on Bridgerton. What about the other movie that just came out with that brother called Cabinet or something? Or Cabinet? Yeah. Cabinetry? I want to see that. Yeah, that was another movie set in that time period. Yeah, where the he black was a, guy, he was a, he was a, a violinist. Is that what he is? He was everything. He was a violinist. He was a, he was a wrestler. Something he, was, and he was. Yeah, that looked interesting, too. All right, well, Papa Didi, can you explain what is the Kiss It list? Because that's where we're going now. Kiss List is a breakdown of everybody showed their butt. Got some permanent people on there, like your boy, Governor DeSantis. Oh, yeah. Donald Trump, people like that. Um, Marjorie Taylor Greene. For sure. Kevin Costner for being a Hollywood hoe. Yes, he is. Taylor Swift for being a Hollywood hoe or entertainment hoe, whatever. She don't know what she wants to do. I heard some news today, well, the other day, that what's name was uh, instrumental in breaking up their relationship. Speaking of hoes, uh, the guy that... um, Jayla was married to Spanish brother. Oh, Mark Anthony. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was sleeping with uh, Jada Smith. What? Yeah. Wait a minute, Jada Pinkett Smith. Jada Pinkett Smith and Mark Anthony. Wait a minute, Kettle. You know anything about this? Mr. Middle. That's Kettle's beat. No. I heard that on the news. Blew my mind. It wouldn't surprise Mark Anthony and. Jacob Pinkett and Mark Anthony, pull it up if you get an opportunity. I didn't know about that. Yeah, I heard that she was instrumental in J Lo breaking up from him. So. Wow. And I tell you, just going to show you, Jada has gotten around. Mm. I tell you, you. All right. Well, let's put Jada on the kiss it list. That's your girl. Did you say uh, 45 Trump put him on the kiss it list? Mm-hmm. The Proud Boys. Yeah, Proud Boys. Got busted. Um. Uh, well, you already mentioned DeSantis. Apparently, he's got a new another bill going before him. I don't know if he signed it to expand beyond the "Don't Say Gay." Now it's like a whole thing of don't mention anything about sexuality, gender identity, uh, CRT. You know that whole thing. Don't mention any of that. They still out of touch tonight. Up to a certain like for eighth grade and below. I'm like, you know what? You cannot keep kids in a in a mm-hmm. bubble. You know, they gonna know what they know. So I hear little five year old kids yelling booty this and booty that. Exactly. They're five years old. You know what I'm talking about. 
They know stuff. They've seen stuff. Oh, my God. Five years old. She got a big booty. Five years old, I heard kids say. Yeah, it is. Okay. All right. Um, I don't have anything else. Anybody else? Anybody else for the kids that listen? Yeah, the, 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 the England. Oh, the coronation. Oh, they're a mess. All of that waste of money on a coronation. And put Lionel Richie on there. He's smiling in their face. He's over there. He's just a cheesing all over the place. So what is he going to be, the entertainment? Yeah, I believe he's the entertainment, yeah. Oh, boy. His little girlfriend, she's just cheesing. And everybody's just cheesing. Okay. So the entertainers that are going to do whatever they do to play a part in the whole British coronation. All I know is Lionel Richie. I'm sure there's other people. Yeah. That's why I said the entertainers, all of them. Folks need to just say, enough is enough. We're not doing it. It's not going to be Sam Smith. But, oh, I'm sure they're not going to have him. No. He'll show up in a gown or something. <laughs> and they'll be like, oh, no. But they got Lionel Richie. I'm surprised he didn't get Elton John. Yeah, maybe. He wasn't he's available. A, he's a native yeah, son. He's semi-retired. He doesn't yeah. do too much yeah. no more. But that's his people. Um, that's his people. You wanted to hear about Mark Anthony and Jada Pickett? Yeah, what's up with that? He wanted to squash the rumors, and he and Jada were allegedly romantically involved. He says, he simply said, when something like that happens, it's laughable. We've been friends for years. Jada, Jennifer, and me, and Will for years. Okay, they've just been friends. What does that mean? They're just friends. Sounds like a... Sounds like a foursome to me, but anyway. Yeah, plus they've been friends. <laughs> you never know. Jada was friends. Anyway. She was friends with her son's friend, too. Remember that? Well, the yeah. entanglement. That whole thing. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go to the prize for everybody on this week's Kiss It List. Kiss my entire My ass. You can All right, welcome back to John Party One Hills, Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Ray Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Well, we're down to um, the last word. Go ahead, Kettle. Okay, before we get into that, I wanted to just tell you um, the name of the movie you're looking for. It's called Chevalier. And yeah. um, the, the actor, he is um, Kelvin Harrison Jr. He's from the movie High Note with... Uh, uh, Tracy Ellis Ross. If you guys saw oh. that, okay. Um, if you didn't, uh, you need to see High Note. That was a very good movie. Um, very he played, I uh, saw that. It was good. Son. Yeah, he played her son, and he plays in that. 
So it's about uh, the illegitimate son of an American slave and a French plantation owner. Uh, he rises, um, his name is Joseph Ballone, rises to imperable heights in French society as a celebrated violinist, um, composer, and fencer, complete with a love affair and falling out with uh, Marie Antoinette. So, oh, that was Marie Antoinette. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was a love interest. Okay. No, I saw the promos for it. I didn't realize mm-hmm. it was Marie Antoinette. I saw the time period, but that was all that I oh, okay. recognized. Okay. And this is a true story by this composer. His name is Joseph Malone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The previews look out of sight. Unbelievable. Yeah, we need to check that oh, out. Oh, yeah. They were jealous of him and everything. He was such a, you know, like you are now, black people, you know. All right. Well, we're down to the last word. So, Papa Didi, go to you first. What's your last word? Oh, man. My word is uh, have a safe single to Mayo. If you go out there and hang with the uh, Espanol people right. of the world. With the hermanos. Hermanos. The Corona bunch okay all right well my last word is again no pay no play networks like netflix hulu showtime hbo all of y'all y'all need to pay these writers and do right by them they work hard being creative on demand is very difficult so to come up with something that actually works and that sells that's a major accomplishment and it shouldn't be just pissed on with change. Y'all need to pay these folks. And that's my last word. Cattle, what's your last word? Ooh, my last word is, uh, hmm. Oh, my usual, stop the violence. There's a lot going on in this metropolitan area. Um, we need to just uh, get these guns about this, this city. But I'm noticing that the guns, and they may not be all real, but it seems like they're coming from China, from what I've seen. It's a website, I won't say the name of it, but um, it's a China-based company that's on the website, and they're selling guns, but the bullets are rubber pellets, like guns, um, bullets. But the guns, they do look real, so... Half of the guns that they're finding that these kids have, I don't think that they're real. I think they're mock-up and they're getting it from China. And these companies that you can get stuff through, you know, mail order, um, they are, you know, they're buying them. And they're under like $20. But like I wow. said, I don't think these guns, half these guns are real. But, uh, yeah. Just stop the violence and get the guns off the street. That's my last one. Or leave it to China to come up with a knockoff or something. Hmm. They're knocking off guns now, huh? Okay. All right. Well, that'll wrap up another episode of A Pajama Party. And, again, our condolences to the Bowie family, or Bowie, uh, for the sprinter who lost, well, lost her life, who, who passed away at 32 years of age. So, uh, that's it. Tori is our first name. Tori, thank you. All right, we're going to say goodnight. And and I want to say one more thing. Go ahead. Um, 
on that coronation thing uh, tomorrow, Saturday, my heart really goes out to Harry, you know, because there's nothing more piss you off more is when your family looks down on you like you're non-existent, you know. When you're just as much blood as your brother William, and just because your brother William went in another direction and embraced that side of the family like the that, and you got your your own belief on things, people shouldn't judge how you feel about one of your sides of the family because they're all human. And everybody knows Charles ain't nothing but, you know, Camille is in there now wearing the big hats, and, and, and she's going to be named now as the... The sacred queen or some shit tomorrow they're going to give her. Yeah, the queen consort. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm sure that Princess Di is going flips in her grave. And it's a damn shame. And Harry's going to sit there and look at all that. And then Megan, she's back in America. Just look at the heartbreak that people feel when your family's somewhere else and you are riding the back caboose seat looking at everybody acting like they're having such a fucking good time when you know the real deal on everybody. Because if you family, you know the real deal on everybody. It is. Anyway. All right. We're going to say good night and get on out of here. Say good night, Papa. Good night. Say good night, Kettle. Good night. And good night until we do it again next Friday night. Have a great weekend. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Hope you good weather this weekend. Arriba. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatetti, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Hey